Welcome to your new favorite history book. Today is May 29th, 2020, and we're glad you're here with us on Here All Year. That's right, I changed up the intro. We'll see how that works. And I'm Kat Jones, your host, and I'm joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, McG. McG approves of new intro. Yay. Smash old intro. Because we were saying, I, well, I was saying the other day, it was like, why do I tell them what my name is before Twice, they even yeah. know what they're listening to? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I think that worked I mean, out the, pretty well. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to miss, like, doing weird topics, but, or, you know, weird sentences. I think you still can. Um, I could probably, we'll just, I can probably do it, like, immediately after. We can, after uh, like, adapt it as we go, you know. Yeah, I can say something weird before I introduce you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so uh, what was our first little thing we wanted to do? You were going to tell me why the right of spring or whatever Oh, that's our little banter Paris, thing. Okay, I was, cool. I was curious. Well, okay. So, um, Igor Stravinsky is the... Uh, he wrote the music behind the right of spring. And it's, um, it's definitely considered groundbreaking in atonal music, which means non-tonal so tonal is everything that's been used for the past couple centuries um established by mozart beethoven haydn bach um it's a system that uses eight tones a through uh g or um i don't even know if that's eight letters but um anyway so this was wild and is meant to be about um primitive pagans doing uh worship and the dancing is completely uh syncopated like out of tone with the music and they applies strange non-ballet techniques that the dancers are using they're landing on weird parts of their feet and um i don't know i was reading about it but there's a whole lot of crazy stuff behind it so what people are saying that it was just too much too soon too uh too radical for the audience and they started rioting just uh setting the place ablaze um but i read this other thing on here where it says that people had already brought uh there were already people ready with with tomatoes and stuff like that and they were after the um actual um choreographer because um uh he had previously been in a uh what are we looking at here um oh Nijinsky. yeah so i've yeah i have heard of that a little bit before um he had been on uh uh debussy's ballet uh Jou, and uh is it not debussy isn't it is that how you pronounce it debussy um i don't know i for a, <laughs> is he before Debussy Debussy? I always said Debussy. Um, What's his famous one that I'm thinking of right now? Uh, there's the the fawn. Uh, no, the uh, who am I thinking? Uh, of? Something I about thinking? a fawn, but um, oh. anyway, they were all. I mean, Debussy. I think is a lot more. Um, or I view him as a lot more relaxed and tonal i don't i haven't seen you but i yeah so i don't know what Claire that de is. Lune, i was right um 
And so they're saying that um, these people had prepared to uh, protest Nijinsky's crazy choreography. And so that would contrast with what we've been taught in music school all our years, that um, people were just adamantly opposed to these type of tonal changes, like the use of tritones and stuff like that, which was considered the devil's tone in medieval Europe. And up until, I mean, I would think by the 1800s, they had kind of realized I mean, science had taken hold. Um, I I was surprised to, when because Cat just brought up um, Rite of Spring, and I was like, oh man, that's all. That's like the favorite um, music history topic that we always talk about. I was very surprised to realize it was 1913 because I knew Igor Stravinsky was, you know, modern-ish, but mm-hmm. I thought. 1890, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I thought um, he was, like, you know, like, not a while ago, but, like, I mean, with the fact that you said Debus- Debussy, however, Debussy. however you say that, like, I was like, wait, he wrote Claire de Lune, and that was, like, super, not, I don't want to say super recent, but, like, way more recent than I thought we were talking about. Well, yeah, well, I thought he was more recent than Debussy, but, because um, really? I thought Debussy was, like, a... Uh, 1880s i thought i don't know um i don't know if i'm getting off the topic there but it's just maybe um they were a little farther ahead in their minds than just to be offended by music and um you gotta be doing something right to get paris to be upset that you're doing something too radical. Right. So maybe it was an, an organized riot then. And uh, that's what um, this page, it's, uh, well, it is the BBC that has this article. It was done in 2013. It's basically saying that um, it's more class warfare than anything else. Uh-huh. Um, that, well, and I can see mob mentality kicking in and then everyone just kind of. Right. I mean, like a lot of. A lot of riots are started that way as just a a yeah. normal protest and then someone takes it to the next level and everyone else becomes emboldened. But yeah, kind of like the riots going on right now. <laughs> Touche, yeah. It's yeah, I guess that's a good add-up to it. How's that for a transition? Lead up to that. Yeah. Gosh, Go I don't want to necessarily there. transition to that right now. Well, that's, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, well, so, I know. I wish I didn't have to... So, I mean, it, this isn't, you know, LGBT-related. It's just the horrible world we live in related. And, like, how are police still killing people in the world of cameras? But, yeah, so well, today there are... Stops him, you know? No, I'm know. just saying, like, if, if something is going to... If if something's going to stop them when... And, I don't, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you're in this mentality, you're going to do this kind of thing. You would think that... You, like, rein yourself in (laughs) just for that. If you have no other conscience, then, you know. So, anyway, there are riots still going on. Two days ago, um, was it Minneapolis? Or is that just where it's on fire? Yeah, Minneapolis. What what Um, about Minneapolis? It's where this happened. So, George Floyd was an unarmed black man who was 
killed in Minneapolis two days ago. Uh, today, the riots really broke out in Minneapolis. Um, what it was is that, and it's on camera, and I'm pretty sure he dies on the video, and I just can't watch it. I know I should just to witness, be a witness, you know, or whatever, but I just, I can't. Um, and there is, a, there is a police officer, literally, you can see his knee on his, on George Floyd's neck. So George is lying, he's face down on the ground God. and it it's in the back of his neck. Like his, the front, the front of his neck is hitting the, is on the ground, like flat on the ground from this cop's God. knee. And it's just like, and it's, it's, uh. We think it's important you know, for us because we are a civil rights podcast, you know? I mean, it, it's about, yeah. it's a history podcast, you know, but it's for an oppressed group or oppressed people. And so just more oppression is, is I don't just, know. The world's it's, on fire and Minneapolis Police Department is literally on fire. Yeah. What, what um, is the deal with inner city police like i don't know what the i don't think it's just inner city police i think it's just you there's more people around to take videos of it and uh they quote have to get more violent because like in other areas everyone is just so scared yeah like but what is you know how like i don't know what percentage like are we definitely have a good cop in our family right like isn't he Oh, good. I mean, oh yeah, he's sure. Exposed no, and, corruption I mean, like, and done. There's, there's people. I, I would say there are people like this in every police department in the United States. But I would say, honestly, the fact that this isn't happening. But how every is he like enabled to do it? Means, like, was there not a partner there that? I'm pretty sure. I guess the neither video, of us like have three watched other, the, the video. There are like three other yeah. cops in in the the screenshots. And I the see, Rodney Cat. And Rodney King, there were like four or five people there. Okay, you dude, know? I had I... to teach my coworker who's mixed race, race, but like she mostly identifies as black. I had to teach her who Rodney King was yesterday. Well, but she's a and young I'm student, like, right? No, she's in college. She's her last year of college. Oh well, yeah, you definitely would think I'm like, she would oh know my then. god. And I'm like, I'm who's so that? glad I told you about this though, because like, if you ever teaching? go to LA. What are we teaching in schools? Like, what is wrong um, with public schooling at this point? I got to write a lesson plan about about Brown v. Board and then Michael Jackson. Oh, no. Okay. Ro uh, Jackie Robinson. That's what we're teaching kids, at least at Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. Okay. But, you know. Our family yeah, is I great don't know. for that. Well, <laughs> I didn't learn about Rodney King in school, for sure. I was always very confused until I started, probably until I like started learning about OJ. How awful is oh. that? I actually learned about Rodney King through hip hop. It was a Twister song. Um, so See, that was when I was twelve. School. And but uh, okay, there was it's there was you can't a fit it all into Black History Month. There was a Mrs. Sonic that um, she was oh, a I great teacher at Robinson Middle School, and she was, I guess, as we'd call bit woke or whatever but she had a huge just a good person <laughs> yeah yeah just a good person and uh like a mm -hmm. good heart and she was she taught us about police brutality and i don't know if yeah. there's another teacher and but like she 
I don't know. I was pretty naive then. Like, I, I thought mm-hmm. racism kind of wasn't really a big deal, and she um, helped o- open my was, mind, yeah. you know? I don't know. I was, I well, was a naive she, little kid. Kind of, for me, she kind of opened my eyes to Robinson, which then opened my eyes to, like, the world, you know? Like, it opened my eye. Like, just it, when you're in, when you're in it, when you're in Robinson right there, um you know, you're in it, you can't really see it. And you're just like, oh, okay, this black kid is being carried out, literally carried out by two police officers. So that's just normal, you know, or like whatever. Right. Or, or, you know, because well, that's just what we were in. But then, you know, Mrs. Sonic was like, you know, th- do you realize this is There have been reasons normal? for this. Like, yeah, there are other countries yeah. with multi-ethnicities that aren't having these kind of problems. You know, yeah. it is possible well, to be You know, better. it's just... It's systemic racism t- mixed with latent racism in everyone that is not being addressed because we want to tell everyone that we're not racist and we don't think about our things inside of us. Like we said the other day, I think we said it on the podcast, not the. I think video there's more recording. than racism too. There's just there's uh, money as well that like. Oh, classism. I, yeah, is also, I, yeah. There's a part that thinks that it's not. Well, never mind. Um, this part, this this, this was definitely not about this class. was like well, that man being it's all tied in together. I mean, like that man being suffocated. We don't have time on this podcast yeah. to get into how uh, our middle school was literally based on the Panopticon to get us ready for jail because that's the only thing we were worth, you know. And we were an inner city, you know, mostly black school, so. It's... Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do we? I will yell to... about it for. Yeah. Should I go on to my things? <laughs> uh, your things. Well, you th- our. Th- yeah, I have not the told the story said. yet. Oh right. Yeah. You realize I have not. Yeah. See. <laughs> well, that was. Ca- yeah. Okay. Touche. All right. Well. That was not a story. Let's get that going was a then. story. Yeah. That's just not my story. Let's talk, yeah, Rev. We can't. Ooh, we spent our most of our time talking about. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm saying go. My it bad. Be, it it needs to be talked about, but not in one um, episode. Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. So, um, so this is a thing. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode. It already is a weird episode. Um, but so I I came across this this article this one article with this thing that it was in it and then i fell down this rabbit hole and it and this is gonna be our first if not only murder mystery folks i know as much as you i'm just as confused uh all right i'm very (laughs) confused um okay so i know this incident happened it definitely happened but i can't find Anything about okay, so I'll just give you what I have. Yeah, like and, what is um, it that you're talking this, about? <laughs> hopefully, this sparks someone into figuring something out. I don't, but it was so long ago. This was in 1951. Um, so, uh, 9:30 p.m. on either May 27th or May 26th, Reverend Joseph Mann was found on fire in an alley oh. on the 700 block of Roswell Avenue in Norfolk. Virginia. Um, he was the pastor of two black congregations in the area. Um, 
and um, he was taken. Uh, it was during. It was you know that's, bam, civil rights era. So um, he, you know there was a segregated hospital that he was taken to. So he survived being set on fire. Like uh, neighbors in near the alleys, like you know, put the fire out on him. And then there was a building supposedly uh, seven thirty seven. Southwest Roswell Avenue, I believe it was, that was on fire just slightly, like the side of the building was slightly on fire. They were able to put it out. Um, and so before he succumbed to his injuries, uh, Joseph Mann may have said one of several, oh, it just, ugh. there are several different things he may have said. So generally, what, from what I can find, he definitely said that he was walking down Olney Street to get some food. And then either... He, then he says he was attacked by two white men who pointed a gun at him. And they either said uh, that they were sick of black people taking white people's jobs and stuff like that. Or that they wanted him to help them do a job. And... Um, Either way, he says they forced him in the car and took him over to uh, the alleyway behind um, Roswell Avenue, which to me, like, so I did street view on this thing. And it looks to me like they just kind of took him around the block, maybe. Just like took him. That's a. He's in the street. Took him to the alley. Yeah. It was very. It was like. I was like, so why is that? I don't understand. Why would they put you in the car for this? Well, it's just for appearances. Yeah, and then some ple- some places say that he said that they cut through a wire fence to get into the alley and then um, set the house on fire and then pushed him into the fire. Some things say that um, they had him, they forced him to set the house on fire and then pushed him into the fire. Mm. What the limited investigation I can find believes and what most people seem to believe is that he was actually doused in gasoline and set on fire and so it was specifically him who was targeted and the house just happened to catch on fire. What I've also heard and I hear I heard this from Charles But he Ford, was put out correctly. Is. He survived? He no. He survived long enough to like make a statement. Oh but he didn't oh, um shit. Okay. Yeah, he eventually yeah, he died uh, on this date. So he was set on fire either yeah, the 26th or 27th, uh, I'm sure depending on... skin grafting technology wasn't... Well, and no. it was, I mean, if he was doused in gasoline and set on fire uh, long enough that he ran out of an alley, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Chances are. Um, the, most of what I can find is uh, an investigation done by Dr. Charles Ford. Uh, he's a um, he has a PhD and he's a professor of history at um, what is it Virginia? What is the university in Richmond? Oh my gosh! Hang Wait, on. what? There's like a Virginia Virginia Tech. There's a oh uh, the Norfolk State University. Oh, is okay. where he teaches. Um, he teaches. History there. He's also very, very big um, advocate in the LGBT community, um, and he's also very, very active in in the um, kind of like equal rights everything in that area. So he's the only one I found like information, like 
that I could kind of corroborate with other things, but like that okay. isn't sensationalized. I don't know. But so um, he, his research came up with that there were witnesses who said they didn't see a car. They didn't see the assailants at all. Like that, like, I guess there was kind of almost an explosion or something. Um, and so people were there like immediately and they didn't see anyone leaving. They didn't see a car. People who had seen him walking down the only only street, like didn't see anyone take him. I, I believe someone obviously took him. I don't know if they took him in a car. I don't know if he was. See, the thing is the house where he was set on fire, according to Dr. Ford, and his research, and he says he's had, like, one of his students did a, a, a thesis or something on it, and they confirmed this. Um, the house that ended up on fire a little bit uh, was the house of um, a former roommate of the Reverend, who was also a congregate at one of his churches. And so the his being set on fire outside the house of someone he happened to know um who used to live with him uh after he separated from his wife that kind of thing has led people to believe that he was targeted because he was secretly homosexual most yeah. things i've seen say that he was targeted because he was black and you know this is a civil rights movement this is virginia and there just happened to be the very final um reunion of confederate soldiers in town that weekend so so people are saying uh, so these other people are saying that he was targeted because he had just preached uh an anti-segregation sermon um but there's no evidence of that no one can recall that happening he didn't have it written down in his sermon notes or anything so that if that happened, that's also lost to history. Uh, I found a um, a source saying that it was investigated by Sergeant L. L. Jones. I cannot find a Sergeant L. L. Jones other than this one uh, mentioned in a book called Unsolved Civil Rights Murder Cases, 1934 to 1970. And I'm like, someone put a lot of time into writing that book, though. Like, that's a that's got to be a lot. He uh, um, he wasn't openly gay, was he? No, and um, it was just, uh, it was just conjecture based on people who knew him. Oh, there who did not no... want to be named. I, like, was he married? He was married and he had a son, but they had they separated. They hadn't been together oh. in like a, a a year or two years, I think. Um, I guess it could I go either way at that point. I mean, and see, the crazy thing is, he definitely either way, it's he definitely existed. Time. Yeah, and so I know he existed because I found a record of him at one of the churches he used to preach at. Um, actually, it was like a Senate thing where where like a senator stood up and was like. Let's see, I have sorry, I have all the articles up because I just couldn't write all of it down. Um, so it was Congressman Bobby Scott got up uh, in front of you know to make a speech from the floor to congratulate his church for their hundredth anniversary in 2010. And he mentioned him like he gave a list of all the reverends who'd ever been there. He re- he listed Reverend Mann, assumed the pastorate 
1935 and served the church faith faithfully until 1951. Says nothing about him being murdered or anything, but he his uh ironically, he does say his leadership saw both milestones and improvements, including the burning of the church's mortgage. And I'm like, you're gonna use the word burning? Like, do you know anything about him? So he existed, but I can't find him. I can't find birth records. I can't find death records. I can't find an obituary. I can hardly find anything about this happening to him. How did you like, stumble it upon did. this? Um, I didn't like any of the stuff that my sources were, were coming up with. You know, like I listed one time, like all the different places I look. Yeah. And there was just basically nothing because i forgot that last year the was when the world health organization declassified transgender as a mental health um issue ah, that's pretty which i would big. have that would have been the topic if i hadn't spent so long on this <laughs> and then realized like five minutes before we started recording i was like oh that is okay true. well i, I guess next year on that she was like yeah uh, cursing She's like, yeah. oh, how did I miss did this? Did I, did I actually just curse on here? Not on I'm here. Not no, no, no. No, like I'm anywhere. just, I'm trying to think back. I'm like, did I? I guess I didn't. So anyway, yeah. So maybe not. I, I found this. I just Googled it, and I happened to find it through. Um, I guess uh, Doctor Ford does. Um, or he did. I don't know if he does this all the time, but he did a, a like an LGBT history walkthrough of Norfolk. And it was also, so it was like LGBT, but also like other civil rights landmarks, that kind of thing. Um, and so this was the last stop was this alleyway. And I, like I said, I, I did a Goog, like I did a Google Earth. I, I gave it a Goog. And I'm looking at seven, like right now I'm looking at 739 Roswell. There, I do not see a 737 and 739 is just a lot. So whatever was there is burned to the ground. Um, Wouldn't, or, uh, or whatever. presumably, the uh, the people that would have uh, uh, grabbed him or sent him out, whatever happened there, they'd probably be dead by now, right? Everyone is probably, I imagine. So I be- unless there's an open case and Virginia lets you have, you know, lets you do FOIAs on cases like that, I don't so... think... Well, you just I mean, kind of like I'd want to, to get some closure for something, or are you just bringing it to the attention would, that well, it's, uh, yeah, it's well, it's def, well, a no, no one knows about it clearly. Like yeah. this was a reverend in 1951 in Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia, in the middle of the final reunion of Confederate soldiers, and and well, I mean that just it's sounds been hypothesized. like a. Like a mm-hmm. definite bloodbath. I don't know. Yeah, and it just and and but it's also been hypothesized not just by this one historian, but he's got he has sources who don't want to be named. Like so, that's not necessarily credible. But like, the, there's the theory that he was gay, and that you know, like if if random Confederate soldiers are going to set a guy on fire in an alleyway. What are the odds that it's going to be behind the house of someone who used to be his roommate and is part of his congregation? Sure. You know, has it been ruled um, a suicide? It has not been ruled anything. Oh, it's I just can't find open anything. Case. Okay. It says it's never been solved. Everywhere I find it, it says it's never been solved. Huh. So it didn't say it's opened. It didn't say it's closed. I don't know what 1951 was like in Virginia. So 
I don't know. They they probably don't even have like case records going back that far. Like they probably destroy them after a while, don't they? Yeah, I imagine. Right. But I'm looking at this area right like now. This is a terrible place to, to die. I know, and I mean, like, I I know we don't, probably don't have like a listenership of like you know investigative podcasters or whatever, but like this would be one to look into because this was this is a a travesty. This is like a no. Yeah. This is not justice. Should be a better thing anyone. to find out than that. Um, did you hear about how they found the? murderer of that caveman of Uki or I don't know any of those words but that's interesting oh Oh, no okay yeah I kind of know that but what oh it's um just a very old uh well they found a caveman with an arrow in his back um Uh and uh I don't know they found like another body in the area or something or no, this sounds very no I don't think they actually did. But it, yeah, it was just some dumb PR thing, but it actually involves some mm-hmm. sheriffs and they did a uh, like a cold oh, case uh, type thing. Um, That's fun because they don't have any other cold cases they need to solve. But it brought like attention to uh, archaeology. You got maybe the town some tourism money or something. I guess so. probably hiding racism or whatever. What was I going to say? Um... Advice from a unicorn? No, I was going to say something about... Oh, this is more important than Carol Baskins is what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I am sick of Carol Baskins, and I don't know why anyone is still talking about her, and that's another thing that makes me want to hit people. Well, we just fed into it by mentioning it. You know, well, at least I'm not saying, like, did she kill her husband? Who cares? Shut up. <laughs> Not you, McGee. You do your thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> get, get us out of here. Hey, Carol Baskin, if you'd like to like us, uh, we don't really care. Mm-hmm. But the rest of you guys, um, we'd like you a lot. Um, you can like us on Facebook <laughs> at uh, Queer All Year, or you can uh, join our super awesome secret, hard to get to, um, but Not also easy to join uh, group, the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. It's great. Um, you can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram as Queer All Year Pod. P O D. So that's, uh, you know. Yeah, three not letters. 18 O's. Yeah, not, not all of that. Um, <laughs> and if you want to get some bonus stuff like our, uh, our bonus episodes, ringtones, bloopers, and more, you can check that out on patreon.com slash queer all year. It's, uh, I have two new episodes planned. Yeah. I'm going to do Marilyn Monroe, and then McGee said he... I was talking with McGee the other day about Marilyn Monroe and how the new podcast is called The Killing of John Bonet, and he was like, I thought John Bonet was still alive, so now we have a John Bonet episode that's going to happen. Oh, okay. Uh, has nothing to do with LGBT, but McGee has never heard of it. Plus, we've added... Or, uh... They're not up yet, but they're going to be soon. We've at we've started recording little behind the episode things that uh, just show how we <laughs> organize ourselves into doing this. So that's something you can check out for fun <laughs> yeah, on there. This one has a whole McGee like two minutes up getting the dog or something, and me just staring at the camera, going like, "I have a zit right here," because I don't know uh, what else to say. You know, I don't so, think it's that. That'll long. be fun. Um. <laughs> well, all right. But if uh, another thing, um, if you could uh, pretty please with sugar on top, 
go into your uh, podcast app wherever you're listening to this and just uh, scroll down to the ratings part. Give us five stars, poor favor. And if you... Uh, Good Lord. <laughs> um, how about this, for favor? Um, yeah, please do it. Uh, it will boost us in the rankings. And if you uh, would like to leave a review, that would also help as well. Um, if you want a reply to the review, you should uh, just copy paste and put it on the Queer All Year Mafia page or send it to us just so we can um, help you with uh, whatever. Yeah, just uh, especially if it's a negative thing. We, we can... Um, or, I mean, you know. We can... Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want. Something that you'd like us to... Dr- if, if, if it's something you would like us to address, we can't respond to reviews, so... Yeah, the page, or preferably join the group and put it out there, and then everyone can weigh in on it and call us crazy. Yeah. Whatever. That that, that stuff. <clears throat> that whole thing. We want to make sure we're addressing everyone correctly, especially the 350 people who listened to our Memorial Day episode. What's up? Yeah. Hopefully that wasn't just so horrifying. This is also horrifying. Boy. We are horrifying. Um, you want to see? Let's see what the unicorn. Oh, um. Yeah, what's up? Larry Kramer died. We didn't mention that. Oh well, but uh, we were not. I'm gonna, gonna do a separate thing. Is what we wanted to be. Yeah, yeah you're but doing no, we have you to are mention doing a separate thing. This is a history book. We're, we're recording that. I guess now two days ago. In history, Larry Kramer died. We've talked about him a lot. He was an activist. He apparently had some documents, uh, secret documents. He wouldn't show anyone saying that Abraham Lincoln was gay. Um, So hopefully we'll find those now. Uh, You don't remember that? Well, I I guess. I had a whole thing. Apparently that went past my head. I don't think that it's gone from my memory. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. He was a a crazy person. I'm going to do a tribute or something at some point i just haven't gotten it together so yeah i wanted to mention that and wanted to say you know like we owe a lot to him so here's to you larry hopefully there is something after we die because otherwise i'm cheers gonna have an existential okay um it's all right we all get it's friday yeah it's friday you want to hear what the unicorn has to say on friday yeah man okay that was like two different languages all right um Unicorn says, happiness to me is blank. Fill in the blank. And That's now, not advice. I know. The advice is to... Um, decide, decide what happiness yeah. is to you. Happiness is a warm gun. <laughs> that is not what... <laughs> that was not appropriate for this episode. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Touche. Um... <laughs> I, well, there weren't any guns involved. I suppose maybe uh, in a situation where you are on a rifle range and you hit five perfect bullseyes, um, that mm-hmm. warmth of the gun barrel might be uh, happy. Or if you just like um, you're freezing to death, maybe, and so you fired up a couple rounds to, and then you just kind of heat up your body with that. That or could be if, happiness. Um, Oh, crush. Dang it. I, it was going to be a great reference. If that Hispanic lady, um, gosh. I was going to say if you're on a morphine. No, I was saying if you're on a, if, 
If you're on a morphine trip because what's-her-face injected you while you're in the hospital after coming back from Vietnam, then... Oh. Have you seen Across the, the Universe? Yeah. I yeah. love Across the Universe. That's the only time I like the movie. I was like, I don't... Okay. Yeah, I do. That well, gun, that, 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 that scene was just great, very yeah. trippy. Yeah, well, that mm-hmm. whole movie was trippy. Um. <laughs> the Beatles are trippy. Wasn't it just based on the White Album? Or was it... Oh, was I can't remember the whole thing. No, there was a lot... Surely more. Also, the other day when I said the White Album, that was a joke. <laughs> Just so you know, in the future. Anyway. Yeah, take us out of here. Didn't you have a new ending? Take us out of here. Oh, no, not yet. I'm going to standardize the ending sometime, y'all. It's going to happen. But for now, think about what happiness is to you. Refer us to your friends. Hit us up if you're in different countries. We want to know how you talk. And, uh... Yeah, and just remember that wherever you are is exactly where the universe wants you to be.